I watched you in the water. I watched you in the hill. I watched the crowds around you. There was lots of mouths to fill. I watched you in the temple. And I watched you in the street. I watched you with those down-and-outs and those strange kinds of people you meet. I watched you touch the leper. Forgive the prostitute. I watched you tell the rich young man to give his money to the destitute. And as I watched, I wondered, who on earth are you? And is there any significance to these radical things that you do? Could you be, could you? Nah, you couldn't be. I watched you in the garden. I saw the soldiers scorn. I saw them slap and spit on you, crown you with mangled thorns. I saw you in the palace. I saw Pilate wash his hands. I watched as you said nothing. I tried to understand. Because I watched as the hammer came down. I watched you hanging on a tree. I watched as you cried, it is finished. And wondered, why does this have to be? And as I watched, I wondered, just who on earth are you? And is there any significance to these crazy things that you do? Could you be, could you, nah, you I saw the tomb was empty. I saw the stone was rolled away. I heard that Thomas says he's seen you. Can you believe anything that Thomas has to say? Could you be? Could you be? Could you be? I saw him in the distance. I wasn't going to get too close. You don't take chances with leprosy. Unless you're him, I suppose. He could have shouted from a distance. Said you're healed. And then dismissed them. But this guy went and sat among them. And before he left, he kissed them. Like an angel with risky wings. In a world this world despised. He seemed to see everything different, like he was looking through grace-filled eyes. I was there, right in the middle. I was helping make up the jury. We dragged her from her adulterous bed with the brute force of righteous fury. And there she stood, full naked, exposed in her body and sin. He said he'd come to judge the world, so let the lightning begin. He who is perfect cast the first stone. He knew our blood and guilt would rise. Left alone, at last he looked at her and forgave her with those grace-filled eyes. One day at last I met him. We stared in the crowd face to face. If he was the way to eternal life, well, I wanted to pick my place. Have you kept all of the commandments? I assured him, of course I had. Sell all you have and give it to the poor. I'm thinking this man is mad. 
I stormed away, my heart in turmoil, like an antagonist to be defied. And I felt his heart yearn after me, haunting me with his grace-filled eyes. Haunting me with his grace-filled eyes. Luke chapter 9, verse 18 to 20. Once when Jesus was praying in private and his disciples were with him, he asked them, Who do the crowds say I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others that one of the prophets of long ago has come back to life. But what about you? He asked. Who do you say I am? Peter answered, God's Messiah. Who on earth was he or is he? Go and look at a few people up here if you can see them, guys, and just ask you, who do you say that they are? Who would be first up? Now, does anybody know what they actually call this dude? He's not KFC. Anybody like to... Colonel, Colonel Sanders. This is Colonel Sanders. And when you, you know, when you see him on a sign, what do you think about? Eh? Chicken, exactly. When you see Colonel Sanders, you think chicken. You think, not time to make the tea, let's get a bargain bucket. That's what we think when we see Colonel Sanders. Next up, now what's this dude? Theo, what is he? Policeman. Why did I say that to you, Theo? You just never know. (laughs) Now, when you when you see a policeman, what do you think? Help? Yes, good answer. And indeed that might be an answer that shows us that our society is more transformed than it might have been if we'd asked that question twenty years ago. Help, yes. Also, sometimes when I see one, you know what we called them in Balamina at night? Hands up if anybody else ever called them this. We called them grabbies. I have no idea whether it was just my mate called them grabbies, and I thought everybody called them grabbies or what, but they would grab you if you did something wrong. So you have to, when you see a policeman, yes, you might go to them for help if you're lost, go and ask a policeman. Maybe if you're looking for directions, you might go and ask the policeman. But sometimes the policemen are there to make sure that, you know, the clerk of session keeps to the speed limit or, um, or other things like that. Um, what? <laughs> Who do you say that he is? Next. Do you know this man here? Anybody know who he is? You are very quiet this morning. This is the Prime Minister. Now, what do you think when you see the Prime Minister, Stephen? Shh, I don't think he's even here. That would be good. Um, so, vote for somebody else, maybe, or something. But, he, you know, you know when you see him, he's an important person. Next. Now, who's this? Anybody know what that is? Who he is? Come on. Referee. Now, when the referee tells you it's a free kick, what do you do? Do you play on? 
Johnny Fitch does. Um, at your own peril, Johnny Fitcher, you'll get one of those red cards, you see. Referee in the football pitch, he's the referee. There's a response you need to make when you see the referee. Next. Now, you've all come into the influence or under the influence of a man like this this morning. What's this? Who's this guy? Theo. Conductor. Now, when the conductor's at the front, what do you have to do? What do you do when you see the conductor, Holly? Look at him. That's a good start, but do you not have to follow, or does he just do all that and use or ignore it? That's possible, because I've always wondered, how do you look at this, play this, and look at the conductor too? As a non-muso, I've always found that incredibly difficult. But if he's the conductor, he decides at what pitch you're playing it at. He is in charge. Next. Now, I like these guys. I hate people parking on double yellow lines. Do we know who these, not a policeman, but a traffic warden? And if your parents just, oh, no, 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 just need to drop them off at school, right in that place that makes it more dangerous for all the other children, if that is you, may they get you. In fact, there's times, there are times when I've wound down my window and pointed If it all goes wrong, if it all goes wrong, the traffic wardens you've got are going to be better than the one you might have. Who's this? Look at that haircut, eh? Who is that man? Could do one of those, couldn't it? Um, the minister, what happens when you see the minister? Exactly, nothing. <laughs> do you know that when I first gave this talk in 1986, I was able to say, when people see the minister at the gate, they put magazines underneath the pillows and they get the Club Orange biscuits out. I made a very big deal about the Club Orange biscuits. And everything's changed in the house so that they're tidy for the minister. But 2012 with the minister you've got, you better believe it, not much. Next. Who do we think that is? Who's that a statue of? Thomas has just been reading about Jesus asking his friends, who do you say that I am? We've been looking through a whole lot of people there and we've asked, who are they? And then we've looked a little bit that because of who they are, it affects how we live our lives around them. And this morning we want to look at this question that Jesus asked his disciples and we want to think, well, who do we say that he is? Because Jesus, when he started out, he said, who do the crowd say that I am? Oh, some say John the Baptist, and some say Elijah. But then he moved it in closer, and he said, what about you, Kira? What about you, Eva? What about you, Amber? What about you, Jasmine? Who do you say that I am? And we want to look at that in a moment, but here's a song about all the different answers that maybe people might have to that question. people, policemen and referees and Colonel Sanders, and sometimes it might be good to pay some attention to them. If you're hungry, maybe it's time to pay some attention to Colonel Sanders. If you're playing hockey, rugby or football, maybe it's time to pay more attention to the referee. If you're parked in the wrong place, you're now not sure whether it would be worse for me to walk by or the traffic warden. 
If you're doing just over the speed limit and you think you'll get off with it and you see a police cut, you've got to think about these people sometimes. But Jesus, we've got to think about all the time. Because who we say he is, is the most important question that we will answer. There's two things, really, that I want to say that Jesus is very quickly. Two things that we've used very much right across the history of the church. They say that Jesus is Savior and Lord. Let me think about those two things as simply as I can in a very short space of time on a Sounds Good Orchestra Sunday. Savior. There used to be a joke, and there still might be a joke, on many, many banners at football matches that might read like, De Gea saves, but Aguera gets the rebound. The goalkeeper saves, but the striker gets the rebound. Joe Hart, he saves everything, because he's the best goalkeeper in the world. And that idea of save, though it might be almost a blasphemy on who Jesus is in their banner, does explain to us something of the word. Just like a good goalkeeper saves from the goal, saves from the defeat, so Jesus saves from something. I would say saves us from about three things very quickly. Ourselves. You know the way you want to be good, but you just can't be good? Happens to me all the time. Well, Jesus wants to save us from that. And like last week by his Holy Spirit, as we thought about, make us into better human beings than we are. He also wants to save us from the consequences of what we do. Here's a world of greed. Here's a world looking after ourselves. And there we're remembering a tsunami Maybe nothing to do with our greed, but the way the world's weather seems to be, the way ecology seems to be going is we reap what we sow. The things that we do in our lives sometimes come back and get us, and Jesus wants to save us to a better way of living. He also wants to save us from the punishment of the wrong things that we do. Like those of us, and I know there's one or two among us already referred to, who maybe do a little bit of speeding in our... It would just surprise you what the minister knows, by the way, about those among you who are speeding. Not the ones you would expect, can I say. In the last church we were in, there was a 93-year-old that just confessed to us that she was a wee bit late one morning and she put the foot down and... Is it going to be you? When you do wrong, there may be punishment and... Sometimes we can't be saved from it and we have to do our fine or take our three points. Jesus wants to save us from any punishment that might come our way because of the wrong things that we do. I maybe told you once about why uh, my primary two teacher said that I talked so much that I would end up a minister. And my primary three teacher, she was different. She thought I talked too much, so she brought me up and brought a stick down on my bottom six times. Lovely Christian woman, actually. But <laughs> now, if I'd had a friend who'd said to me, Miss, he's always talking, he's going to bore those young people in Fitzroy something silly when he grows up, but 
I'll take the punishment in his place. That would have been a friend. He would have saved me from my punishment. And we believe that Jesus came to save us from the punishment of the wrong things that we do. Jesus is a savior. But can I say that it doesn't end there? In fact, it cannot possibly end there. There's another word that they use for Jesus, which is Lord. And Lord means in charge, the boss, the one who rules, the one who tells us and guides us and leads us. And apparently, Lord is mentioned in the New Testament 27 more times than Savior. So Jesus didn't just come to save us from all the wrong things that we do, to leave us just there. No, he wanted to take control of our lives and lead us in a way that we would live much better lives. Lives according to how God wanted us to live our lives. He wants to become Lord. And when we think of Jesus, we need to think of that. There was a book about 200 years ago called In His Steps, which was a community like ours who decided, we're going to try and work out what would Jesus do in certain situations. And that's not always easy, because sometimes the Bible doesn't give us too much of a clarity of that. But they were going to pray and think and read their Bibles and work out what it would be that Jesus would want them to do in the playground, what Jesus would want them to do in class, what Jesus would want them to do with their careers, what Jesus would want them to do in the office or wherever else we are. And they decided to follow in his steps because that's what Jesus asks us, to follow him. Colonel Saunders says, eat my chicken. The policeman says, go a bit slower. The traffic warden says, don't park there. The referee says, behavior, you're off. Jesus says, follow me. Do the things that I did. Do the radical things that I wanted to do by loving people that were my enemies and turning the other cheek and loving people and making sure that my life was for other people rather than myself. Jesus wants to be Lord of our lives. So that today, if we say Jesus is Lord, Jesus is Savior, Jesus is our friend, then there's a response to what that means. But you know, here's a great thing. We don't do it because we have to. If, and I'm nervous as Boyd is, Manchester City should win this afternoon, nobody will have to tell me at the end of the match to cheer. Because I will cheer because I want to cheer. Because I love to cheer when Manchester City win. Only one thing can make me cheer louder than Manchester City winning today. And that's Manchester United losing today. Isn't that right, Barry? But I don't have to think, oh, I support Manchester City, so I better cheer. I support Manchester City, so I better wear the scarf. I support Manchester City, so I want to wear the scarf. I want to cheer. And between us, if I walk into the kitchen and I see the honorary president of the PW at the other side of the kitchen, occasionally I'll walk across and just give her a wee kiss on the cheek. And you know what? I don't come into the kitchen and think, oh, there's the love of my life. I better kiss her because that's what I'm supposed to do. I just want to do it. And I enjoy doing it. Because I love the honorary president of the PW. 
And it's the same with Jesus as our Lord. Jesus doesn't want us to be doing things because we feel we have to do them, because now Jesus is our Savior and our Lord, and we better follow him. Jesus wants to lead us into a relationship with himself that means that we're going to love him, we're going to find out more about him, we're going to be excited about him, and that it's going to be something that we're going to want to do because we follow Jesus. So the question is for all of us, who do we say that he is? And who we say he is, is that changing our lives. This man didn't tell us just to put our hands up at a rally or say a prayer after somebody else prayed or go to church twice on a Sunday. He didn't tell us to know all our theology exactly right. He didn't tell us to sing new worship songs. He told us to follow him. And following him is not easy because he lived a really radical kind of life which is what Eric's going to sing about now. Um, this reading is taken from Luke 9, 21 to 26. Jesus strictly warned them not to tell this to anyone, and he said, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Then he said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will save it. What good is it for you to gain the world and yet lose or forfeit your very self? If any of you are ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of you when he comes in his glory in, and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. If only Jesus had said to Peter, Put up your hand at a meeting. Pray this prayer after me. Go to church. Sing new worship songs. Believe all these doctrines. If only Jesus had said to Peter. But he didn't. He said, take up your cross and follow me. Follow me into the minutes and hours of each day. Follow me among the people you wouldn't really want to be with. Follow me into the dilemmas of spiritual decision-making. Follow me into the dilemmas of making value judgments. Follow me into dangerous and dirty and hostile places. Follow me and let us love God with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind. Follow me as we love our neighbors as ourselves. Follow me as we learn how to love our enemies. Follow me to the cross of discomfort, painful sacrifice, and denial. If only Jesus had said to Peter, but he didn't. He said, take up your cross and follow me. Follow me towards the person that God longs that you might be.
It is finished. But still we feel this guilt. It is finished. But still we feel enslaved. It is finished. But still we feel alone. It is finished. But still we feel unloved. It is finished. But still we feel inferior. It is finished. But still we feel no peace. It is finished. But still we carry on as if he never came. As if he never died. As if he never cried. It is finished. No buts. No more. No extra time. No ifs. No onlys. No turning back. It is finished. Empty now the tomb. Empty the sting of death. Empty the devil's evil stare. Empty his sickly sweet venomous breath. Empty the serpent's lying whisper. Empty hell's expectant womb. Empty the grave where your loved ones lie. Empty now the tomb. Lord, if we listen closely, we can hear you whisper to us. From the straw of the manger, from the refugee road to Egypt, from the seashore of no reputation, from the mountain of the sermon, from the garden of Gethsemane, from the journey to Calvary, from a cross of wood, from the empty tomb. Lord, if we listen closely, we can hear you whisper to us, follow me, follow me, follow me.